Hi, this is Mark and welcome to episode 41 in Odology and my very special guest today is Mr. Bob Fleming. Hello, Bob. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. That's my pleasure, man. Uh, we're, we're trying to complete the full set, so we've already had Sucky on from uh, Prog to Who and uh, mm. Good Self, so it's only uh, the other two to, to get on. Yeah, well, Craig, it'll be a struggle because he doesn't have to work anything that's technical. <laughs> so. I might have to do a little driving trip up to Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably will with him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm good here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not bad. I'm uh, I'm just uh, I'm taking a little bit of a, a break from the u- usual routine. Uh, in your honour, I have got um, a, a lovely cold glass of um, Brewdog um, oh, Indie. It's, it's very, very nice. pleasant, yeah. Like Brewdog stuff. Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, pl- I'm pleased I've turned into alcohol before I even begin. Mark. That's, <laughs> that's great. Well, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, you're you're part of the team on Prog to Who, and you are um, you're yeah. partial to a, a drink or two. Is it fair I, to I, say? I have to say, get get through the uh, episode with them lot. Jesus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah, we we all have our little tipples, uh, and yeah. sometimes it can get a bit uh, larry, should we say, especially towards the end of the podcast. I am. I think I'm right in remembering that during your stint on, uh, you did like a little sideline of Game of Thrones oh, uh, yeah. reviews. You decided to get yourself a horn. I got a drinking horn. Yeah. 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 It, it's brilliant. It's got a strap that goes around your neck. <laughs> it's you just like there with a horn full of beer. You, you got know, a strap like, on horn. It's got a strap on horn full of beer. So you can just walk around what like so you've got you got bo- both hands free. You know, and then you can just have a little gulp on it. It's great, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, I've, I've stopped using it. Cause it seems to ruin me. Um. Um, well, <laughs> it's, it's quite entertaining listening back to it. I mean, I'm not entirely sure how uh, the other guys on the podcast cope, but uh, I just I think they're used to it. To be honest, Mark, and like yeah. I listen back to it, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't even remember that. <laughs> but it, it's there. It's out there. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, don't ever change, Bob. We like you oh. just as you are. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. While we got you here, um, I don't know, do you, have you ever listened to, I used to do a show back in the day called the Blue Box Podcast yes. with JR, I think he's been on your show actually, Yes, back in the day, mm. and um, he's now changed over to his own podcast now, it's called Strangers in Space, and they yes. do quite a big variety of different things, and one of the shows I love on that is um, Desert Planet Picks. Oh, all right, okay. Knows? It's basically uh, him ripping off um, Desert yeah, Island Discs. Yeah. Um, rather well, I have to say. He's done some really good episodes. Oh, um, cool. The most recent one I've heard was um, Matthew Jacobs, who is like the main guy behind the, the Doctor Who TV movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really entertaining. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I do listen to JR's podcast. I know Blue Box yeah. stops and he's obviously got this new one, Strange in Space mm-hmm. and that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, 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 I've dipped in and out over the years uh, I remember you being on it um, yeah god that's a long time ago then yeah you kept him in check well no, I don't think anyone <laughs> could do that really frankly well I thought I mean obviously I'm not going to do the whole lot because you know yeah, yeah. obviously he's going to have you down as one of his, his main guests he's going to want to invite on at some point you never know but I thought I would try and second guess what some of your selections would be mm. on the Desert Planet picks right now I'm thinking for the food item I know you are rather partial to a Palmo, aren't you? Oh my word! But you can't get them around here. You can only get them in Middlesbrough or the northeast, like northeast of England, basically. Now we do um, have quite a wide-ranging audience across the globe, so mm. you might have to explain what a Palmo is and uh, and what is so special right. about it. It's a difficult thing because you can only get them in Middlesbrough or that sort of area, northeast mm. of England. If you go outside, you do get Parmesans, but they're not right. 
it's got to be so it's so it's basically battered chicken with mm-hmm. breadcrumbs, like yeah. a bechamel sauce and cheese on top, which sounds simple, doesn't it? But no one doesn't like the doing Middlesbrough. Mm. So you've got to have the right consistency, consistency, and you've got some awesome like triple cup chi- chips as well with it. No, <laughs> no salad, like no salad. Um, but yeah, so a decent borough parmo or yeah. pe- or pizza. I like pizza a lot. Um, right, I like, okay. I like good yeah. curry and burgers mm-hmm. and pies. Nice. And um, yeah, I'm not. As you can imagine, I'm not. I'm not really into salad and stuff like that. <laughs> Just my girl, my girlfriend. Um, she tried to trick me, and she cooked me a vegan, um, a vegetarian meal without corn. Nice. I knew, right, it, yeah. I, I, I knew what it was straight away. But it was like, uh, right, cool. And then I went to do a gig, like a two-hour gig. Halfway mm. through, I just, I was, I felt like exhausted. I had to nip out and get myself a steak ginsters <laughs> from Tesco Express <laughs> before I collapsed. I don't know how they do it, bless them. But yeah, um, yeah, just, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm a bit well into that kind of like parmo pizza, pies, yeah. curry. Yeah. Burgers. You're yeah. only allowed one one option there, Bob. You oh, we'll have to go for a Burra Palmo then. Burra Palmo, right. Yeah, okay. well well guessed. Uh, and I'm thinking for the um, classic series Who episode, it's got to be Revelation of the Daleks because you guys all voted that the best episode <laughs> of Doctor Who of all time. That's you why you should. That that's why you, I don't know. I don't know how it ended up being like the best ever. Um, it's ridiculous. Did you have the drinking horn on that night? Oh that well, that was that was pre-horn, but that was uh, yeah, that okay. was definitely we would have been drunk. Um, and it, that, that's a weird one, Revelation, because I always sort of loved it, uh, and it was when I watched it back to review. My mate Jimmy, who's he's a bit of a Doctor Who fan, but he, bass player mm-hmm. from my band, and he, he he watched it with me, and it's like you know when you watch it with someone else who's not really a massive fan. Yeah, it just showed it up for not being. Mm. that good really mm. um so no absolutely not <laughs> by the way my favorite <laughs> classic doctor who um it's a tricky one that mm. it's hard isn't it so many i really always so, i always sort of say uh, seeds of death or seeds of doom mm. quite like them too uh, 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 see it sounds daft but i think it's kind of like more with my heart it'd probably yeah. be seeds of death because mm. I, I remember back what was one of the first videos that came out Mm-hmm. And I remember buying it from WH Smith in Darlington. And my mum was there and she said, you know, I was about five or six. And she was like, I remember this. And she went, uh, you won't like it, it's black and white. And I was like, well, I want it. So I bought it and mm-hmm. just watched it and watched it. I loved it. So with my heart, oh, probably that one. With my, with my head, yeah, it's probably, oh, be a Svester McCoy. Um, yeah, that's not coming as a big surprise to me. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> which Svester McCoy? Well, it would be Rem- Remnants of the Daleks. That is just... For me, that is yeah, the best. I mean, that is yeah, that's one of his best ones, isn't it? I think it's just one of the best ones in general. So remember, mm-hmm. it's a Dalek. I'm going to go with as my classic. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the final one, because I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to spoil it for JR, because obviously he will be, you know, sending the emails out to you at, at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I'm going to suggest possibly your music choice. I would guess, I'm going to say, I think you'd probably go for some Madonna. Because obviously, so much time with Craig that <laughs> Granny in stockings. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh yeah, love love Madonna. Yeah, um, I thought you no, were, I thought you no, were. I'll oh, definitely no. be looking. I'll be definitely looking at. I think my my sort of favourite band ever is Free. Okay. Uh, I was thinking it might be some kind of you know blues. Well, yeah, well they are, they are kind of blue. Free, are, yeah. You know, they're, they're sort of blues rock, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Big riffs and that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say probably three of my my sort of favourite band of all time. Okay. Um, I think they're amazing, powerful sort of well, three piece but four piece obviously with a singer. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, massive. Yeah, three. Ah, oh, 
Excellent. Or, or Reef. Reef, Reef. Well, it's, it's actually an anagram, isn't it? So, um, <laughs> we, Reef, my favourite live band. I, I go and watch Reef every night. I think they're the best live band. Loads of Am fun. Am I right in thinking they're from down this way? Uh, well, they're from, down, yeah. They're, down the so, southwest. South, yeah, yeah. That's where yeah. they're from. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and they're just brilliant. Like, honestly, if you ever get a chance to see them, Best live band I've ever seen. I, love I can them. imagine it's a proper good night out. You know, yeah, it's, it's good. Like a few, few beers. Yeah, yeah. It's anthems and just, and just they're all cool guys. Like, and yeah. I've met them all a few times, and mm. I'm a big, big got a signed uh, snapback hat. Get you. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, reef. I'm gonna go reef. Just full reef. Excellent. Reef or free anagrams. Excellent. Yeah. You could have had that as your drink as well, couldn't you? Reef? <laughs> I drank reef at reef once in Hull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I feel like we've got to know you a bit better now, Bob. Excellent. So the reason we got you, dragged you on the show, um, was we want. I just wanted to talk about Doctor Who again because I, you know, yeah, I need to get my fix. Mm. Um, and it seemed appropriate somehow that we should pick. I think this is, in my opinion, one of the best of the new series episodes. Mm. Yeah, bar none. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is Vincent and the Doctor. Yeah, it's it's a fabulous, fabulous story. Brilliant. Mm. It's yes. per- it's perfect for me. I think it, it genuinely is perfect. Yeah. So it's written by Richard Curtis. Uh, it was from series five, and I think it's episode ten. So you know, fair yeah. way into into the run of Matt Smith's first series. Um, and yeah, I rewatched this for the podcast. Oh, when was it? Maybe a week or so ago. Yeah. I how long ago is it since you watched it? Have you have you I, rewatched it? I or? watched it today. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, but we've done it on. Prog Two, a little while ago. Yeah, I thought you might have. It seems to ring um, a bell with me. But it is. I, I, I've I've no sort of. A, I will go back and watch this at the drop of a hat. So when you suggested it, I was like, yeah, perfect. I'm gonna. Mm. That's great. Uh, and it's just it, it's better every time you watch it. I think. Yeah, I mean, some great performances. I think the cast is is really good. Oh. I think Tony Curran. Um, yeah. What a brilliant choice. Um, you convinced he's Van Gogh. You, yeah, I, I, I'm just, that, just. Yeah. I mean, he looks. He has got that look about him, but. And I love the way they use that whole thing of the, the TARDIS circuit that sort of translates and uh, it, some for some reason Dutch comes out sounding like Scottish and thinks <laughs> that Karen Killen's character is from Holland. That's really clever though, isn't it? They, they, it they is, sort of brilliant. stuck that line in. And Richard Curtis, like that's a right coup getting, um, getting him to write for yeah. the series as well. I, well, think, I think they it, went back away, didn't they? Because um, Moffat, was asked to write um, The Curse of Fatal Death for... Oh, really yeah, yeah, it. yeah, that's right. And, of course, Richard Curtis was quite heavily involved in that. Yeah. So I don't know if they worked together previous to that, but obviously that's that's the big Doctor Who thing I can think of where they really came together. And obviously the revolt, the, you know, the roles have been reversed this time round, so it's Stephen Moffat in charge, and he's asked Richard Curtis to come in with an idea. I think, because I, I did a little bit of reading up on it, and... Mm. Um, I think Richard Curtis, his the real in for him that made him really want to do a story about Van Gogh was the whole thing about him not knowing just how good he was and spending yeah. pretty much his entire life being told he was rubbish. Um, <laughs> I know it's... and what that must feel like. And he lists, you know, I've seen an interview with him, and he lists off all these great writers and artists who, throughout history, of been revered within their lifetime and they they got to know you know how much people thought of them and, and this mm. poor guy especially with everything else he had going on uh got nothing so he felt like that that could be 
It is beautiful at the end mm. where they take him to the um, the gallery. And it's mm. like every time I just cry. Every yeah. time. Uh, I, I, I tears, tears. Pieces. Yeah, man, definitely. It's, it's, it's beautiful because like, I mean, I associate with this. Um, I think it's a fantastic episode of Doctor Who. It has lovely mm. Doctor Who-ness about it and Doctor mm. Who elements, obviously. Yeah. You know, monster chasing around, running around, uh, you know, daft gadgets and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's great. But the, the underlying episode, and I think particularly for for me, it's uh, the mental health thing. And I think particularly because mm. it's a creative person, Van Gogh. Yeah. Uh, with with mental health issues, basically, mm. um, it, it, that's a massive thing for me because I've suffered with mental health, depression, and anxiety for mm-hmm. for for years, um, and it's a weird one, particularly being having your putting your goods out to the public, shall we say, and they yeah. don't they don't like it, and yeah. and it, you take it to heart. It's really weird, like to explain it. So if I, if I play in cover bands, right. Mm-hmm. I just want to be good. We're quite good, like other bands. We do we do what we need to do. But if you write a song, um, the only way I can describe it, and it's Mark that said this, and I was like, yeah. It's like if you, basically like your kids, right? A song's like one of your kids. Yeah. And if your kid went out to sing a song or whatever or was doing something and yeah. people were talking over him, he'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? Mm. It's a similar thing. It's a similar thing for when you're doing your songs, you know, um, if it's some kind of if it's someone else's kid, it doesn't matter. But you know, if it's your if it's your kid, you like you want it. Do you want everyone to listen and whatever they're gonna, you know, yeah. watch them, whatever they're doing. Oh, you obviously invested a lot of yeah, and you invested a lot of your heart and your soul into yeah. it. Pe- people like talk over it or don't respect it or yeah. whatever. It's difficult. You're bearing your soul, aren't you? That's yeah, like you're just laying and, it all open, and you just want people to yeah to hear it and hopefully get something hopefully from it. yeah and enjoy it or get it or whatever. It's mm. it's 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 tough, and I think. This is the creative brain. It's a, it's dangerous, um, particularly with like well all, all sort of artists or, mm-hmm. like I say, creative people. Like you know how many bloody suicides have we had from, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, you know loads of rock stars and that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a weird one, man. And I think because mm-hmm. you have to, I, I can never explain it, but you you give so much of yourself to your art. Mm. That it's gonna, you got to, it's kind of like, Something's a, gotta give somewhere yeah, away. it's like Robert Johnson's son, he sort the devil, you know, at the mm. crossroads and that to mm. play, be able to play guitar and the blues really well. It's like you give it's it's worth it, but it, it does something to you, and I can't, I can't explain it. But I would, I, I don't, I would, if I could sort of say, if you stop playing music you're good, mentally, you're gonna be well. Mm. I, nah, I'd rather be like I am <laughs> and. You know, keep playing. It's part of part of who you are, though, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it keeps me young, man. I'm 40 now, and if I want to play music, I'd probably just give up. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just do a Tom Baker and audio tombstone now, mate. I mean, jeez, 40. I I know, yeah, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, But so it's like it keeps me young. I love it, and it's and I I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I'm knackered all the time, but and obviously, uh, listeners to Prog to Who will be aware that. Things are going to change for you, not that far yeah. down the line. So I'm I, mean, having I don't a, know how the rock and roll lifestyle is going to really fit <laughs> into that. It won't. Uh, having a little baby, but I can't yeah. wait. I, I'm, I'm ready yeah. for it now. Do you know what I mean? I've had 25 years of running around, partying and rock starring and all that kind of nonsense. So it's time to grow up and have a beautiful little baby. So it's it's come at the right time, I think, for me. All that, mm-hmm. but it's just that that that's my association with Vincent and the Doctor. Which is why, like, it's very special episode dot two for me. Yeah, um, and I think the way Tony Curran plays it, it's just perfect. Mm. 
There's, it's, there's, there's, it is, I get everything he says, everything he does, when he's down, when he's manic. Mm. It's all there, displaying mental health perfectly in creative yeah. Pe- people. Yeah. I mean, with Richard Curtis, obviously he's got this kind of comedy background. I think he was very careful that he wanted humour to still yeah. be there, but he didn't want it at the expense of Van Gogh. And um, I think it, I think it treads that line really well. I mean, obviously, going into that and so, so something similar in the most recent series, something like Rosa, where mm. you're dealing with something that is a very um, complex issue. Yeah. Um, you don't want to really leave a bad taste in, in the audience's mouth if you totally mess it up. And I think they did. I think they did a great job. Oh, honestly, Mark, it's it's perfect. The way it is, it is Doctor Who. But I think it's the first time for me, really, they've really like had a, a, a mental health kind of episode. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because they always mm. they always try and associate something, be it the environment, you know, capitalism, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I think this is the first time they've really looked at mental health in a really serious and brilliant way. Mm. Um, and it's and it's great because you do laugh and you do cry and you know. It's like I say, it's one you can just. I, I personally can go back and watch this over and over. I think it's just beautiful. I think it's perfect, Doctor Who, without a doubt. There is an argument that the the monster is not. It's shit. But I was trying. To, I was trying to be kind. But, but yeah, what no, I do, what, yeah, what it's I a do space like, chicken, isn't it? Yeah, but what I do like about it is it's invisible, which makes mm. it a bit more like tense and scary. Um, mm. And it's good that you only sort of see it in his mirror, really. I know you see yeah. it a bit more as it goes mm-hmm. on, but I like the way they've done that. Keeping and of it's course, like when, it's like, can see it. He's the only one yeah. who can see it, and I which think is that's, obviously feeding into the whole, you know, they all think he's nuts. Mad. And, yeah. But it's a, the monster's, it's it's a cool monster, but, you know, it's CGI to do a hmm. massive space horse chicken, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's it's going to be a tough, a tough gig, that one, like, so. No, I think, I, I you know, it's, to me, the monster is secondary, yeah, it's, it's it's just, it, it that, is irrelevant. That is, that is can, the key to just yeah. getting them back yeah, it's, in the it, same place as Vincent, isn't it? It doesn't matter. The monster no. doesn't matter, no. and it it, it, really, it really doesn't. Like you think, oh yeah, it's not that great. But I do feel a bit sad for it to be honest, because uh, at the end, you know, it's. Uh, I think the Doctor right at the start says, "Oh, I know evil when I see it," or something along those lines, and uh, it turns out it's just this blind creature who's scared and is lashing yeah. out, and and they kill it. So. Yeah, with a, he- a bit with, bad for with, a he- with a heavy heart, though, it's um, again that's a clever thing. It's not mm. just it's not evil. It's just it is what it is. It's not yeah. intentionally evil. It's just mm. lost yeah. and being left behind by its um, it, you know, it's a fellow species or whatever. So mm-hmm. another thing I really liked about it was the attention to de- to detail when they like the sets and things like that. Um, Amy. Is walking around with her yeah, Van Gogh yeah. um, sort of guide, and she looks up from the painting of the cafe, and it is absolutely perfectly rendered. You know, they've done a really top yeah. job it, of lighting everything it. in it. It's like proper everything. It just looks bang on. Mm. Um, because being an impressionist, you know, it's not like like I think the doctor refers to impressionists mm. why can't I do you know like all that stuff <laughs> um it's just but I think he's mm. class and I just love I love it when he's just like because he thinks he's terrible doesn't he yeah. and he just he just like gets his one of his 
massive awesome pieces of work because that's painting white over it and yeah, the doctor's like oh yeah, my like, god no, what no, are you that doing was a good one. and it's so <laughs> nice and i just i just think it, it that ending again i'm sorry we don't really talked about it but it was just beautiful mm, imagine mm. that you're just like everyone thinks you're mad yeah everyone hates you and all that and then you, you go and in however many hundreds of years or whatever it is after and people, thousands of people from around the world are coming to watch, you yeah. know, to look at I don't your, know who chose that ah. track by Athlete, but oh, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's the, emotionally, that's what kind of cracks me when they, oh man, honestly, yeah, I was just in, the I was, look on his face as well. Just, I, was, I was in bits today, I was like, thanks Mark. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even mentioned Bill Nye's in it, oh, Bill Blimmin Nye. It would be a terrific Doctor Who. Oh, wouldn't he just? Can you imagine, is... <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I just I think, think it, they could afford him really good no. to be fair. That's why it was in the, only the beginning and end, probably. Yeah. Uh, but his bow tie things and all that's cool. Thank you for the you know, bow tie. And he starts going, he's like, the doctor's like, come on, just give me my information. Then, like, oh, you've got a very nice bow tie there. I love all that. It's cool, man. He's, to me, he's in that same sort of um, bracket as Tom Baker. He's got that amazing voice. Oh, and I cool, could just man. hear, listen to him read anything. Yes. And I would be absolutely transported. He's uh, brilliant, such a great actor. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I I loved it on first viewing. Yeah, um, but I wasn't really sure what my friends who weren't really Doctor Who fans would make of it, and everyone I met who talked about it was just absolutely raving about it. They absolutely loved it, mm. and I think it went down quite well in in sort of the the critical reviews as well. Everything. I don't know anyone. Uh, it's. I think for me, if someone doesn't like this i wouldn't trust them <laughs> do you know what i mean it's yeah. like people people that don't like only fools and horses mark there's something wrong with them i don't know um <laughs> you're gonna do it are you you're gonna do it <laughs> now this is the bit where i have to come clean i really i'm not a big fan of only fools and horses it's fine i'm just a bit of a joke it's, okay. it's all right it's, it's okay. exactly you don't hate it though <laughs> you know what i mean it's all Look, right you know i can appreciate to a degree what it does but exactly. it's not my cup of tea but you know that's fine that's fine anyway i've come back i left oven on so <laughs> no no i get it man i get it but yeah this this is it's just a nice television episode mm. you know and it's part of season five as well and, and which is brilliant in my mind it's one of the better absolutely modern 100%. series now me and jr used to disagree about this all the time on mm. the blue box podcast he loves season six or series six that's uh. his favorite yeah, and he he's obviously coming at it because he's he's all about the writing, he's all about the the structure, what needs to feel of a piece. And yeah. His argument was with series five, which you can kind of see what he's saying is, you know, it feels a bit disjointed. There's the tone shifts quite a lot from story to story, but to me, I I love the fact that you're you you have this massive mashup of genres and styles of story. Um, and it really works for me. And I, I think Matt Smith hits the ground running. Oh, um, that, that is a, the best first episode of a Doctor. Yeah. Uh, the 11th hour. It's, mm. it's just, I like, I love all Matt Smith. Mm. I, I think, because people are a bit, most people I meet, season five is the one. Yeah. Um, but I love it all. I think just think he is brilliant. Like, he's my favourite Doctor at New Series, but yeah. he reeks of Chowton and McCoy, which is yeah. my go-to favourite Doctors. That, that kind of buffoon or, you know, clown who suddenly mm. turns around and goes, right, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, it's all a facade. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, if you watch something like um, Time of Angels, oh, that's that's the first. The first one he recorded. did, and it is yeah. amazing. Yeah, that two part is just out of this world. Mm. It's class. Mm. I miss this. Like you know, I'm not. I'm not a fan of uh, the latest uh, Doctor Who. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Um, but no. you know, and it's you weird never, for me. You've it's never w- made that clear. It's weird for me because I've never been through this before because I've loved pretty much all of New Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, you know, I just think I, I love Chris Chibnall mm. and I've, like, I've enjoyed his episode before and I love Broadchurch. He speaks very highly of you. I <laughs> bet he does. But as a, as a writer, I appreciate he's, he's, he's very good. Um, mm. But it's gone a bit bland. And I, mm. and I, I truly believe, I, I love Jodie Whittaker as a person. I do think she's a fabulous actress, but she's, for me personally, and obviously this is my opinion, not mm. fact, uh, she's been miscast, and I find that quite sad. I could see someone like um, that lady, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, is it, out of Fle- oh, Fleetbag, yeah. or mm. Olivia Coleman. You know, like a bit of a quirky, mm. different, like Matt Smith is. Yeah. Uh, quirky and different. You know, it's not the fact she's female at all. Um, I, I, I was looking forward to it, really. Uh, and particularly with it being Jodie Whittaker, and the way she comes across like as a person herself, yeah, yeah she's she just seems like a really nice. Person, ah, she's she? awesome, and I, and I feel that's why I feel a bit like, yeah, just I just feel she's been miscast. But that's just me. Mm. There's a, there's a lot of people that that love it, you know, and that's and that's good. Um, one crumb of comfort for you here, Bob, is back in my misspent youth, um, there was a period of Doctor Who where I found it quite embarrassing to watch, and it was. I, I couldn't sit in the living room with the parents and watch it. I had to go off to the dining right. room and watch it on the TV in there just because it's <laughs> wow. like, this is bad. And that was the Sylvester McCoy years, yeah. who I know is one of your favourites. Mm. But in with the benefit of hindsight and the fact we've got all these great DVDs and I mm. imagine they'll probably be coming to the Blu-ray sets at some point. I oh, hope so. You get a chance to reevaluate it with a, a new pair of eyes. So, you know, a good... Ten years down the line, when your child is probably ready to be watching Doctor Who mm. with their dad, um, you might actually look back on that and think, "Well, actually, I kind of, you know, I maybe I've changed my mind on it." You never well, know, Bob. I think I think twenty season twenty five and twenty six. Sorry, mm-hmm. series twenty five and twenty six because we're not American. Um, is <laughs> is it, for me? It's my fit. Like I'd say, series twelve. The first Tom Baker and yeah. twenty five and twenty six and probably the final season of Troughton as well. They're my favourite series of Doctor Who, um, mm. and I, I've always loved McCoy because he was my Doctor as a, as a young a young man. Yeah, and Craig was the same as you. He hated it. Mm. He was at university, mm. so obviously he'd been about eighteen. And yeah. I think Mark was quite similar as well. He hated the season twenty five and twenty six, embarrassing mm. and all that, you know. And then I, we've, we've I gone. Would say probably sorry to interrupt you. No, but... no, you're right. I, when it got to season 26, I think that was a turning point for me. It started to get back to what I thought Doctor Who should be mm. at that time. Or I'd been, I'd been in 16. And uh, that hurt even more, the fact that it got cancelled. It started to get really good. Yeah. Well, it was... It, it's um, it, Well, like I said, Craig went back and watched it. Mark's gone back and watched it. It was after mm. I did that interview a while ago on Prog 3 with Andrew Cartmill. Uh, which was I mean, he's I, a lovely guy. I, isn't oh he? my god, it was amazing because it's like I just think for me, he's, what he did with Doctor Who was amazing, com- mm. considering the conditions that they were sort of held under. Um, mm. And so after we did that, like Craig's gone back and watched Twenty Five and Twenty Six, and mm. 
he just thinks, I don't know what I was thinking. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so clever and complex. It's surprising and, how you can go back to something and initially you thought, oh, I really don't like it. And then yeah. you'll start to, whether it's just the fact you've got a bit more life experience or... I think it's more, it's definitely more orientated at older people. Season twenty five mm. and twenty six because uh, you go. I think it's 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 good when you like. I think with Vince and the Doctors, a similar thing as well. You, you go mm. back with an extra, you know, two or three years mm-hmm. life experience, uh, and you find more in things. And yeah. I think that's that's a and that's what twenty five and twenty six will do. Vince and the mm-hmm. Doctors will do things like that, you know. Whereas, like Blink, for example, just because. Yeah. You know, it's Mark's favourite, you know, mm-hmm. to hear and, and it's a lot of people's favourite. And I get that on first viewing, yeah. but you can't go back and watch it because you've had all the surprises. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. more in there to yeah. find. Um, and I'm not knocking it. I'd give it 10 out of 10 the first time I saw that, without mm-hmm. a doubt. And if you go back and watch it. There are some episodes like that. I think The Doctor's Wife is another one like that. Yeah, but there's, I think... I, re- I, I really like it. I but... think, yeah, I, th- I think you can... I know what you mean with that one, but I think there's enough in it to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. You know, well, maybe I'll have to give that a revisit as well. Yeah. So we've reached the part in the show now where I'm going to ask Bob for a few of his uh, recommendations for our listeners. But before we do that, we're going to go for a quick commercial break. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Seven computer languages and five protocols. Protocols? Yes. That's how it talks to other computers. It talks to other computers? Well, of course it does. It's a prime. You're going to be all right, kid. And welcome back. So, Bob, I think we'll go to you first. Um, what would you like to recommend for our listeners? Can be anything. doesn't have to be Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Could be music, movies, books. Whatever you like. I'm going to start with a book. And yes, okay. listeners, I do actually read. Um, yes, <laughs> I can actually read. Um, is it a book? Why, why would we assume you can read? <laughs> I think the lads on Proctory would assume oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, a book called Sapiens, oh, um, okay. which basically charts uh, the different evolutions of the human race. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it starts like basically with there was different Neanderthals or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like different sex of uh, sets of neand neanderthals neanderthals yeah. whatever it is mm-hmm. um and it sort of works on the premise of this and the reason why the human race has kind of taken over the planet if you like mm-hmm. so it's it's saying that most ant- groups of animals they stay in maybe numbers of 10 20 30 40 50 they don't grow much more than that do you know what i mean mm, yeah. it's like a community or a small community or small family yeah and what happened with uh, homo sapiens or us if you like they kind of destroyed the rest of the neanderthals race you know mm. throughout throughout the world mm. it's the concept of gossip so so for example if if there's a lie in there it's either there or it isn't it's that's black right. and white isn't it mm-hmm. yeah and, and by gossip i mean like religion 
this kind of, just just making stuff up mm. to 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 grow a community. So obviously right. religion's massive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. how they got into trading and went overseas and spread words of gossip. So basically, mm-hmm. the human race is based on gossip. <laughs> And it is if you think about it, like you just make stuff up, don't you? Yeah. You say you say something, and like, yeah, that's right. You know, I'm going to start a business called Google. Cool, <laughs> right? It's going to do all this and all that. You know what I mean? And it, it's you, you just you've, it's made up, and people then believe in it or buy into it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the same applies to politics and all that kind of stuff. When oh, I read this oh, book, God. like it just blew me mind. Because yeah. it's, it's basically it just says everything is bollocks, <laughs> unless well, it's there um, or not. Bob, I don't, I don't know if you watched the news lately, but um, <laughs> of course, I mean in in the UK and America, yeah, yeah, I think the 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 book was a little bit ahead of its time there in, in, in its predictions. It's uh, well, it's it got, worrying, it, isn't it? Really, it, it's uh, and, and, and the, so the book charts everything you know from the agricultural revolution and, mm-hmm. uh, and industrial revolution, etc. Um, humans are horrible. And they've, they've destroyed, basically they've destroyed the planet, and you know all that kind of stuff, and it's and it's scary, and it goes into what it predicts for the future as well, mm. which is what we're in, entering into in this just scary and awful world. But remember, people, it's all just made up. It, it's all bollocks. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's like we make up laws, we make up money. Money's not real. It's just there's a you know we've made it. There it is. It, it doesn't mm. make any sense. Hence, hence, Star Trek is the perfect utopia because there's no, it, you know, everyone's accepting it's mm. a it's a federation of planets, not just Earth. Earth's Earth, and it's mm. a federation of planets and people working together for the better of, of the human race and 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 life. Just being nice to each other, no money, no mm. bollocks. It's all awesome. I mean, uh, now, just just to you know play devil's advocate here, yeah, young Bob. Um, <laughs> The uh, the Prime Directive, they seem to ignore that quite a lot, don't they? In Star Trek. I mean, yes. otherwise it'd be quite a dull programme, I suppose. It'd be very dull, yeah. yeah. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, good. <laughs> what we're we doing today? I'm oh, just going to go and be nice to everyone. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, no, I See, know. that would be a utopia. It would be. But do you know what I mean? It wouldn't make a very good entertainment no. TV show. I mean, Star Trek is like my... Doctor Who and Star Trek are my two sort of things. Mm-hmm. My, two, my two main things. Yeah. yeah, so I recommend Star Trek to anyone who's not seen it. Not okay. not the original series, though. Jesus, that's hard work. Oh, all right, okay. I, I believe. There's about 70-odd episodes. <laughs> There's probably about 30 that are actually quite good. The rest okay. are hard work. For me, personally. Mm. Um, mm. But I just love everything everything else at Star Trek. There is definitely the, the nostalgia for me for the original series just because it used to be on as a kid growing up in the sort of tail end of the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. It was constantly on BBC Two, so it was just part of the. I get it. I get it because obviously I go back and watch Doctor Who, or classic mm. Doctor Who, you know, which yeah. is probably similar for a lot of people. If you had to mm. go back and if you, if you just started watching Doctor Who the new series and you went back and watched some classics, you'd be like, "What? <laughs> it's like, this is hard work." But like, because yeah. I've grown up with it, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. Um, but I can, you know, Star Trek for me is just I think is incredible and interesting mm. and awesome as is Doctor Who, but they're both two separate. Things which are which is great because you've got, yeah. you know, this daft quirky goes all of the time in space and it's all a bit mental. And then you've got yeah. like more of a, you know, science and, you know, mm. that kind of thing in Star Trek. Um, yeah. I think they're both just brilliant though. And, and both have a, a brilliant example of how to live your life. Yeah. You know, be nice to people. Mm, there's a novel idea. You know, 
don't don't be a don't be a dickhead. Yeah, that's uh, that should be the insignia, shouldn't it, on their shirts? Exactly. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, well, that's that's how it, that's how it should be though. Like people, you know, just just give, give everyone at face value, and then mm. you know, like if and if they're a dickhead, they're a dickhead. <laughs> I don't care what I don't care what colour you are, sex you are, whatever. It, it, you know, a dickhead's a dickhead, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Just treat people the way you want them to treat you. Exactly. And that's how it should. That's how you should live. And if everyone lived like that, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, we can dream. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah. So so so, so sapiens. Okay. It's it's it's, yeah. faci- it's a fascinating book. I really recommend it. It's a nice. It's quite a, a big book, but it's the, the way it's because I think a lot of it. It certainly sounds like an obvious thing to say, but uh, it's it's well written. You know, to make it understandable, it's not like convoluted in all other places. It's just. A good read, fascinating. Mm. You're like, oh god, yeah, never thought of that. Yeah. It, ble- it, ble- it blew it's my accessible mind. Accessible then, it's not, yeah, complete, you know, completely accessible. Yeah, PhD. No, 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 not, not at all. But yeah, Sapiens yeah. would be, be yeah. a book I'd recommend. Them. Excellent. Well, I'm going to recommend a couple of things. Um, I would imagine probably by the time this goes out, most people who are really desperate to see it might have seen it already anyway. But um, I was going to suggest Black Mirror. Mm. I don't know if that's something you, you no. watch very much, Bob. I hate it. Oh no, I'm not. The odd episode in the early series are quite like like White Rabbit yeah. and that. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's condescending bullshit. I'll be <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I just think it is. It's 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 a it's the Guardian for me. It's just like trying to be clever for the sake of it. Well, Charlie and, Brooker did write for the Guardian for a while, didn't he? Yeah, it makes sense. So, it, yeah. it, it just pisses me off. I, I can't. It's not for so me. Did you did you used to watch any of his like Newswipe and? Yeah, yeah, and no. I, used to, I, I like Charlie that. Brooker. Yeah. I like Charlie Brooker. I think yeah, he's funny. It's just not- and I yeah. get that it's for me. I just think it's trying to be clever, and it's not that clever. Mm. And I, I, yeah, I get, I get. I'm not stupid. I get it, but it's just not for me. I just think yeah. it's trying to just just being a clever cock for trying to be a clever cock's sake. <laughs> I, I can't watch the when it got Americanized and all that. Like, cause it, like I say, there's one or two which I think are brilliant, and I quite yeah. like the one where oh. it was where it was interactive. Um, what was that yeah. one called? Oh yeah, uh, Bandersnatch. But yeah, I, and I, I like the. Um, the Star Trek one, you know, so mm, I do like, yeah. but that's, I think that's a good thing about it. It's, it's so mm. different every week yeah. or every episode Yeah, that I do really like one or two of, you know, for maybe a handful of them. Yeah. But some, I just think, God, this is just, ugh. it is variable. I, do, I would admit it's variable. I don't know if, if I take it, you haven't seen any of the new ones then. No, I'm not bothered. Is it worth okay. it? Okay. Um, is there any good ones that you think are again, like? Again, it's variable. There's three episodes that have come out and, uh, for me, the pick of them was um, they've done one with um, Miley Cyrus. All right. Who's not someone who's, you know, I've not bought her albums or anything like that, but uh, it it really spoke to me. I thought it was a really good episode. Mm. Um, I won't go into the details too much because otherwise it might spoil it for people. But um, that, that was the pick for me. Right. Um, but, yeah, going back to some of the older ones, I think, the very first episode. I don't oh, know if you've seen that pig, one. Pig Gate. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like that was, and that's what I mean. Like I love that one. I love like yeah. White Rabbit, and I love the certain ones I do love, and I particularly love the mm-hmm. first couple of seasons. Yeah. Or series when they're when the because Jodie Whittaker's in an early one, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They um they have a thing where you can record your memories. Yeah. And uh, can get a bit tricky if you're uh, if you're not being a. A faithful partner to your other oh, half. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, <laughs> that's the one. I, that's the one that turned me off. 
That was one oh, of the ones really? that turned me off. I was like, oh my God. The other people socialising and all that, like middle class wankers. Um, I didn't, and that, that's what put me off. Like, that was what put me off. Like, cause I, I, I and, but uh, you know, then, then White Rabbit came on, and I keep going back yeah. that one. That's my favourite one. I think it's brilliant. Well, I'm hoping my other recommendation might possibly be something you'll approve of. Oh. If not, then, you know, it's going to be <laughs> two for two. <laughs> uh, I've just recently finished. Because my attention span is so terrible, I don't really read that much these days. But I do mm. listen to audiobooks, so I yeah. find that quite good. Sort of walking to and from work and what have you. And uh, I've just finished. Um, it's called Unknown Pleasures Inside Joy Division, and it's written by Peter Hook. Ah, that would be cool. Who's from the Bass Players Union? Yes, you being a bass player yes, yourself. I know. Peter Hook. Peter Hook's the only person, uh, apart from the guy out of Spandau Ballet. My, mm. fir- my first bass is boring, and for guitar guitar players, my first mm. bass was a Shergold bass, which was a stupid British bass that, that mm. went they went bust and all that. Yeah. Uh, and the the only people that I know that played one was Peter yeah. Hook and uh, is it Gary Kemp or the, who would play uh, Martin yeah, Kemp, the, 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 the bass yeah. player from yeah. um, from from Spandau Ballet. Yeah, oh yes. no, that that'd be a good that'd be a it's good one. It's really yeah. good. Um, he goes into a lot of detail. I mean, he, he's got set lists covered left, right, and centre. You know, if you if you're really if you're a big Joy Division fan, then it doesn't really leave that much uh, out of it. And obviously, things have gone a, a bit bitter because he's fallen out with the guys in New Order. Yeah. So that does sort of colour it slightly, but. Um, but no, it's really fascinating. You tend to, um, I don't know if you, have you seen, um, there were a couple of films out over the last sort of 10 years or so that sort of focused on, there was 24 hour party people, which yeah, is yeah. all about yeah. factory records, factory records, yeah, yeah, Tony Wilson and what have you. Mm. And there was another one called control. Not seen that was, one. No, it was directed by Anton Corbin, who did a lot of the photography for joy division. Um, and that was like a biopic of um, Ian Curtis, the singer. Right. And um, so it kind of it gives you a little bit of a taste of both of those, really, but through obviously through his eyes, obviously everyone's memories of incidents and things are, are going to be different, and he's obviously telling his his side of the story, but there's some great stories in there, some really, you know, you hear about, gigs where it all suddenly kicks off and he's having to go out into the uh back out onto the stage to try and pull his mate back up who's got like 20 people all descending on him trying to beat the living daylights out of him and mm. um the whole thing with Ian Curtis and how he was gradually getting more and more ill and yeah um, and just the the process of um forming the band and all that kind of stuff and uh like he used to drive the van for all their kicks when they first got started, before they went pro, yeah, before they actually got in, started getting paid, so it kind of felt a little bit like you had the band, and then there was Peter Hook and the roadies, and they kind of did everything else, kept a bit separate, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's oh, a cool. really good. What's it called then, that Mac? It's called um, Unknown Pleasures, which is the name oh, cool. of their first album. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Inside Joy Division, it's really good. Um, I got it through Audible, but I think you can get it on CD as well through all your usual places. I've got, I I've, I've got two quick recommends before we go. If oh, that's yeah, all go right. on uh, One's by a guy called Guy Pratt, and it's a book. Yeah, uh, slash, Guy Pratt. Yeah, I've slash, seen him play live, my friend. Have you? With Pink Floyd? Or, yeah. Or Dave Gilmore? Oh, now Pink Floyd. Oh, what? Yeah, um, Division Bell tour. Oh, at Earl's Court. Oh, my no God. Was that amazing? 
Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he does. He does. He's done a stand-up show of it as well. So he goes on right. theaters, and I've been to it, and it's hilarious. It's brilliant. Yeah, he, he's ace. Like, and it's just basically like he says at the beginning. This is not an autobiography. It's just like funny stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be about oh, I've got grew up and all this kind of stuff. It's just like funny stories yeah. about people that mm-hmm. he's worked with, and he's worked with everyone. Like, so Pink Floyd, Dave Gilmore, yeah. The Who. Everyone who's anyone, he's Michael mm. Jackson. You know, he's played bass on them, and he's a terrific bass player. But he's just a yeah. brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the book's hilarious. But his it, it, so get the book. I'll read that. And if and if he's doing okay. his um stand up show, mm. um go and watch that because it's brilliant. He's just so funny, and he's a Excellent. top bass player. And he's like, if I could be anyone, or you know, mm. have, have anyone's life, it's him. He's yeah. you know that session bass player. Just you know, I'm off, I'm off to Germany and Austria next week. It's going to be cool. But you know. Nice. It's just I'm, I'm going to wear a kilt, but uh, <laughs> you know with a band. But like, oh, there's an image. It's it's not Pink Floyd. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. <laughs> and my second one is just don't be a dickhead. Be nice to people. That's what I recommend. Well, you can't you can't finish on a better <laughs> wish than go. that, can you? Absolutely. Bob, thank you so much for coming on. No, it's been awesome. It's been man. a real pleasure having you along. That's um, been cool. Would you like to give a little plug to your various? things that you're up to at the moment before you go well there's obviously prog, prog to who um mm-hmm. pog doctor who podcast where we play music and that with uh, mm-hmm. me a guy called mark and craig and sucky that's worth a listen if you just put in prog to who uh, it certainly in, is yeah it's uh, it can be quite eclectic and interesting some weeks um <laughs> uh, yeah that's our our sort of thing there's other bits that go on there as well um mm. that, that we do offshoot podcasts and that yeah it may need to do with Sucky. He's like Billy Anton Deck. He's everywhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's that's one of my things. And then that's it, really. I'm in loads of bands and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got now to sell on them. And, you know, I just love playing music and whatever. But yeah, my main sort of thing, if you want to listen to it, is Prog to Who, podcast-wise. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So get on your Googles, type in Prog to Who, and you'll find them very easily. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, no, cheers, Matt. Top man. 